following program may contain coarse language, suggestive dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. your boy alien renegade and hey everyone it's v lord gtz and bring it up the rear skaboos jr okay well we've finally made it to the final episode of the forge and we will definitely be talking about that but first we got some tsunami news the first of which is schedule related now, as you already heard in the previous podcast, there is a One Punch Man marathon on uh, this Saturday, and that will be running from 11, 10 episodes, and then they hear an episode of Attack on Titan, and guess what they're doing the week after? <laughs> Another marathon! Yes! Yes, of course. And I think we all saw that coming. <clears throat> But uh, it will be Dr. Stone, another 10 episodes from 11 to 4, and then Attack on Titan after that. So, if you like Dr. Stone, get excited! <laughs> yeah, yeah, alright. I think Dr. Stone's a great show to rewatch, and frankly, if you have the opportunity to introduce it to new people, definitely do that. I mean, unfortunately, it's not from the start which probably would have been helpful in that regard, but still, it's a good good amount of episodes, and I think in there they actually have the episode where they show the Earth getting, uh, like, Senku waking up for the first time, so you could probably pick it up there, but, I mean, if you want to watch the other episodes, they're readily available <laughs> somewhere. Funimation now, maybe the Adult Swim website, maybe Adult Swim On Demand. Uh, poke around. Always good options out there. And not really Toonami related news, but related to a show that was on Toonami, suddenly out of the blue, Netflix is streaming Symbionic Titan. And uh, that's just fantastic news. Regardless of how and why. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask questions. Just consume. Consume <laughs> radio. Just embrace the magic. That's right. Keep moving along. Don't ask questions. Just a talking cat. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Symbionic Titan, absolutely check it out. It is a fantastic show. And if you've already seen Attack... Why did I say Attack on Titan? <laughs> Sy- Wait a minute! Symbionic Titan, if you haven't seen... I mean, Attack on Titan is also a good show, which is readily available. I think the first season's on Netflix, but only subbed for some reason. <clears throat> but Symbionic Titan's a fantastic show. There's a great send-up to giant robot shows from Gendy Tartakovsky, creator, director of Samurai Jack... You know, Dexter's Laboratory. You know who Genji Tartakovsky is, come on. <laughs> you should probably know what Symbionic Titan is if you've listened to this podcast before, but, I mean... Maybe or you might have seen the, Or you might have seen the Shake It, Bake It, Booty Quick and seen out of context. The greatest scene ever made. Yeah, probably. I was seeing somebody who was really mad that the show is really just known for that scene. And I was like, okay, on one hand... Come on, it's a great scene. <laughs> but on the other hand, I get what you're saying. This show's way too good to only be remembered for that. Because it is a fantastic show. And people should definitely watch it if they haven't. And if you want to watch it again, I mean, watch it as many times as you want. And who knows, if you binge the hell out of it, 
maybe something will happen. It worked for Young Justice. Who knows? I mean, revivals seem to be happening all the time these days. It's, it's like, surprising when there isn't one. But there's just no telling what could happen. But don't let the fact that it doesn't have a conclusion deter you from checking it out, because it's so good. And, I mean, it's not a fully satisfying conclusion, but it does kind of wrap up what's going on in that particular storyline. So, there's that. Here's hoping for more someday, but for the moment, you can relive the greatness. And I highly recommend that you do. If you have Netflix, that is. And with that, let us move on to the sixth episode and final recap of The Forge. left our heroes tom had recently been resurrected as tom six in a shiny new body with two new arms and he and sarah had um, gone to deal with booger who's at the bridge of the forge meanwhile the tom juniors are trying to escape in the vindication with georgia and apparently a copy of sarah's ai and they are being uh, pursued by the other boogers in their flying apparatuses. And uh, to Paul's disappointment, there really is no big space battle here. That doesn't really happen. Instead, Tom and Sarah take down Booger, with Sarah doing, honestly, most of the work. <laughs> Disabling his blaster, brightening his eyes so he is disabled for a moment and then tom gets a few licks in with some much assistance from sarah but the toms are able to get the hyperdrive to engage and they zip off with georgia and just as the uh other boogers are trying to get their hyperdrives engaged to pursue them Sarah does what she has to and blows all of them up. Wow. That's, uh... That's... Do you feel any remorse for that, Sarah? <laughs> I mean, I know they're bad guys, but... Wow. Considering she spotted off a fist of the North Star reference, I think she was probably having some fun. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I didn't. I couldn't quite hear it, but that makes sense. <laughs> you are already dead. <laughs> I, still wish that, I still wish that the guy in the spaceship would have yelled "What?" before he blew up. Nutty. He... <laughs> yeah, that would have been great. Also, I know. I mean, they have limited resources. But <laughs> did they all have to be voiced by Bo Billingsley? <laughs> I guess. I mean. All Toms are voiced by Steve, yeah. yeah Steve in this true. universe, but and then all aliens oh. are voiced Bo. by Bo. Yeah, sure. Why not? All I races mean, just have a singular voice actor. I That's guess. just how it is. But I mean they could have like used other people with the office <laughs> to to be grunts that get blown up. That would have been fun. <laughs> We're like, oh, hey, there's Brent. <laughs> nah, Brent probably I, I, wouldn't do it. <laughs> based on some voice work. Yeah. I'm sure he did a lot of the scratch. Oh, like with a yeah. lot of dialogue, obviously. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah, this really brings into question just 
just how powerful is Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> Scary powerful. Seems like that and I thought. And I thought Bad Future Countdown Sarah was scary, but jeesh. Like I was, I was watching that. I was just like, damn. I was like, okay, I, I need an explanation for that because that was, that was legit scary. Like I'm about to end this whole race. <laughs> and then what do they do with the uh, the main booger? <laughs> they blast him off into space, in a pod. Yeah, not not very nice. <laughs> but I mean, they can't really keep hey, him at least, around. At, at least they gave him a pod. They could have just threw him right out in space. True, true. But is he like in suspended animation or something? Yeah, it's like he just gonna starve to death inside that pod. He was knocked out. <laughs> yeah, he was knocked out. Um. I don't. Again, who cares? He killed, <laughs> he killed Tom. That's right. He just, killed just Tom. He deserved it. Probably. Oh, boy. Yeah. All right. So, in previous episodes, we contemplated whether or not the Forge would be the new base of operations, and sure enough... Ah! Called that one. I was... Yep. I was head on. Mm-hmm. And they apparently are just stranded out there because there's no indication that there is a working space station there because of the way Sarah uh, messed with some things. So they can't be pursued, but they also can't be rescued. And there's also no way to contact the Tom Juniors and figure out where they went so i hope we see them again those very very handsome robots maybe in a comic let's just just do a comic i like that idea yeah yeah let's do a comic comic. when they find the planet and settle down hang out hopefully they get some my ties (laughs) i still like the idea of them being like Sent off to broadcast other versions of Toonami. <laughs> yes, it's all part of a globalization effort from Warner Media. <laughs> oh, hey, look, it's Clyde 49. Now that would be funny. That would be such a great throwback. But wasn't Clyde 49 you know, on Earth in that? Probably, yeah. I think that was supposed to be Earth. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It could be, it's just a reference. It doesn't have to mean anything. (laughs) Ask you too many questions. Too many questions. Just try not to think about it. That's that's all we have been doing for the past five weeks. (laughs) So yeah, I think, I think it was a pretty, pretty satisfying experience overall. What what do you guys think? Oh yeah, it was definitely great. I think the train agrees as well. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely an um, agreement sound from the train. Um, you know, yeah, two I trains thought... went by already this evening, so I was really hoping that there wouldn't be another one. <laughs> but, uh Okay. Yeah. I I basically got what I wanted. Yeah, me too. I was, I I was happy. No more vindication. That's what you wanted? Yep. New Tom. New area. Yeah, it's exactly what I wanted. I'm huh. petty. <laughs> you either go absolution or stay in the ground. They should probably rename the base. Call it the Deep Space ah. Base. Wait a minute. Bruh. I'm bringing oh it back. Um, See, this time it actually I... is in Deep Space, so it makes sense. Yeah. The, the, the base on Shogo, it doesn't really make sense to call it the Deep Space Base. <laughs> but come on. 
make it happen. One of these days. It's going to be the deep space base. Yeah. Well. I mean, for now, it's just going to be called the Forge. So, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe they can use some, do some idents with uh, Tom and Sarah mucking around with the Forge, creating bombs or Clydes, maybe. Mm. Yeah, the Clydes. I mean, they, they can they make rest stuff in there. Pieces. Yeah, they could fix stuff. <laughs> this is great for Tom. <laughs> He's never going to have a problem of uh, losing parts. <laughs> you know, until the next whatever the fuck blows it up. I mean, to be fair, they the Vindication had a freaking 3D printer, but, you know, it, that was never utilized. Come on. Uncle Colt will be proud that you mentioned that. <laughs> Yeah, he's not wrong. Really <laughs> they could just have it. They did... could have it as a plot device in Intruder Two, but no, they can't use it for anything else. Nope. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Tom wanted to be battle damaged. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it looks cool. It, it showed some wear and uh, show show some growth. He's been. He's been through a lot, and now you got this nice, sleek, very shiny. Very shiny. Yeah. Like every all the lights are bouncing off of him. Uh, you got Sarah. You know she's being reflected off of his head and everything, and it's oh man. Very shiny. I'm just Hinge did a fantastic job. They knocked it out of the park. Agreed. Agreed. You know, like, sure, I guess, like, some of the animations, you know, might seem a little bit stiff, but to be fair, I think they might be just working with a brand new rig. Um, and he, Tom 6 is a bit more bulky, so yeah. that could also be why it seems a bit stiff. His range of movement's probably not as good. Just well, they play with it. The more we'll probably get later on down the road. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. They remember they did the same with Tom Five. Like after like few, like after like a year, we started getting like a lot more animations and stuff. Oh sure. for sure. Um, but I mean, granted, that was a different company that oh. was in charge of it. Yeah. I mean, if if you look at comparing the beginning episodes of Intruder Two to the final episode, there's an absolutely different uh, increase in quality with the final episode. Hmm. Yeah. And that's something I, you know, asked Jason about, and you know, he confirmed like, yeah, it's a different set of uh, folks that did the animations. Right, because it wasn't the um, early Tom Five stuff, kind of done by old old friends of the crew. Yeah, uh huh. Just kind of freelance. It, it it was interesting because like a lot of those camera movements and like animations, they were pretty like just copied and pasted from like the Tom Three era, which was kind of interesting but i mean it, for what it works it worked fine yeah true so let's talk about this new look yeah i oh <laughs> i, I kind of like it i i like it too i don't give a shit what paul says it looks that great sexy man yeah he's got he's got my favorite color all up in there man i love it I love it. Yeah, I they love haven't it. done uh, purple before. That's cool. Yeah, I would have never imagined purple, but it, it really works. It kind of just pops. Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting you know, you contrast can... from the the scenes of the forge because those are kind of lit in orange. Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, that's kind of how the bumpers 
for during the forge was. Yeah. Of course, there's new bumpers. Of course, <laughs> they're on a new vessel. So new music too. Hey, yeah. about, about darn time. Hey, <laughs> um, yeah, I I'm really I really like this new packaging. Um, this is the first time that they've had a 3D logo since the 2003, whenever they had the Gothic oh, font. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. This is yeah. a legitimately 3D logo. The 2013 logo uh, with the what are they calling it? The PS2 graphics. <laughs> I I don't I don't think. I mean I can see where you're getting that idea from, but like it's that was definitely a flat logo, but in a 3D space, like mm-hmm. using perspective and whatnot. No, this is like fully 3D. Some depth to it, and uh, it it's yeah. lit up and everything with neon. Definitely a nice cyberpunk aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it definitely makes sense considering that they've got a uh, Blade Runner anime in the works, so oh. I'm sure it'll fit right in. Oh yeah, can't wait to see and, those. You know, we we all know Jason is a sucker for like this kind of style, mm-hmm. so it it's about time that they you know just went on ahead with it and heavy focus on like circuit board looking things oh yeah like technology uh pretty lights and everything i'm i'm ecstatic i'm extremely curious what uh what the new opening is gonna look like oh I know already they're going to have a burial track. I mean, come on now. Yeah, it's kind of par for the course at this point. It's literally, you know. What will you do if it's not a burial? No, it's it's going to be a burial track, actually. I, I literally asked Brent about that. And he, he you know, he, he tried some <laughs> other tracks with some other artists. But, uh, you know, Jason said, hey, burial, do it. <laughs> A little bit of a paraphrasing, but you know, it's. I'm assuming that's how it went down. Probably. Hmm. I'm ready. Come on. Like, this is exactly what I was hoping for. Um, yeah, considering feels that this. Fresh. Yeah, considering that this is going to be. You know the look for the block that's it's gonna stick with us for a long time. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, sure they they can always just change up the packaging a bit um, without a total immersion event. It's not the first time that they've done that. No, no, um, they've they've done that. <laughs> they've done like that every times. other one. They, yeah, like every yeah, other one. They did that in 2018. Yep. 18, 2014, 2013. 2013. Yeah. 2013 again. Because mm-hmm. you remember w- with New Year's, they went to blue. <laughs> for, for, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then they went with the quote unquote PS2 arrows graphics with Tom 5 and the rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> I've talked enough. You guys, you guys do a say. I know one thing I like about the new packaging a lot is the sound design. Mm. Like with the, um, like with the sound effects and stuff, especially with the, um, I'm guessing it's like the, the little control wheel that like spins and stuff. You can hear like, it's got like a little sound to it. Yeah. It's got a wheel now. Yeah. Like those little touches and stuff with the sound design, especially with the, Especially like just the sound effects in general for the, like the, title cards and the Adult Swim logo, it just sounds so satisfying. Like they, like they absolutely just straight up knocked it out of the park on all fronts. I love this so much. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think the packaging in general looks like really good. 
And I think this one will be a good one to stick with for at least a while. Off the spilt. I assume that they did it again. <laughs> also, on a slightly related note, anybody else buy one of those hoodies? Nah, I didn't like it as much as the previous one. I, I was tempted I mean, to buy I it. I love it, but I've got, I've got a two, uh, I've got a Destiny Two Ray jacket on the way, so I, I have enough coats. <laughs> I thought the T-shirt was pretty boring, though. Just, just the logo. Still, if it was later. large enough, I probably would have bought it. <laughs> I'm hoping uh, some Tom Six. It's fine. Yeah. Just upset. Yeah, a... Digital Arsenal finally got taken off their website. Uh, <laughs> Rest oh, in peace. <laughs> Still. I'm guessing I mean, they probably did that because it was just kind of a bad look for it to essentially be a dead link. <laughs> perhaps. For sure. I mean, it makes sense, but... At the same time, it's kinda, darn it, <laughs> kind of messed up. That that. I mean, it's it's fine. I'm I'm, I just I'm I was just surprised that they kept it on there for so long, considering it's been out of commission since. Uh, I haven't really been able to, you know, do any talks with Funimation because they haven't really been too eager. Yeah. Even though that we've been, you know, hey, come on. <laughs> <sighs> Pretty lousy. Speaking of lousy, I felt like the the whole hypeness of the uh, new product rollout on Daylight Curfew was, it's like, it wasn't a big deal at all. <laughs> Just one shirt, yeah, I was honestly one hoodie. expecting a lot more. It was like. It was played up like it was going to be like special edition items that you wouldn't be able to get anywhere else. I mean, to be fair, that is it. I mean, yeah, true. You can't, you can't get anywhere those anywhere else. else. But and like, when they sell out, that's going to be it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is why I immediately got on there and saw what sizes were available and went, well, don't care. <laughs> I'm tempted to buy the hoodie, but it's like ninety dollars. That's just oof. Yeah, it is pretty steep for a hoodie. I ended up buying it just because I have no more hoodies. I lost them all to several different exes, so I was like, I need a hoodie. That one looked cool. And I was just like, yeah, sure, why not? And I ended up buying it five five minutes after after they went up. I was just like, oh, okay. Alien, which one did you get? It's the one with the, yeah. like... The new hoodie. Yeah, the, with the, it, it's got lining that looks like the like technology stuff. Circuit board. Circuit board. Oh, yeah. that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get the shirt though, because I was like, eh. That, yeah, that one doesn't have any it doesn't have any cool pictures on it, so No, it's just the logo. Which is a fine logo, but it's not really shirt worthy. Yeah. <laughs> I have plenty of Toonami logo shirts. <laughs> so for I don't know, Tom Six. <laughs> Even if you walk down the street and people are like, that's not Tom. <laughs> oh, friend, what little you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's that's the forge. I I was not disappointed. It's pretty pretty cool. And an interesting event for six weeks. So, we got a bit of time. You guys want to have our general thoughts on the uh, the year, as it were? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It was a um, it was a pretty crazy year, <laughs> all things considered. Lots of shows coming and going. Big changes. Tsunami's taking off Dragon Ball for the first time since 2014. It's, it's, a, it's a big deal. 
Yep. Do we want to say highlights? How about... Honestly, the, <laughs> the biggest uh, surprise for me this year is the fact that they aired the freaking loop on OVA, though. That was a nice surprise. That was a neat little special. With, my gosh, way more Fujiko than I was expecting. <laughs> yeah. that, that guy's torture device was like part hentai, part Inspector Gadget. Yeah, that scene, I think, specifically was from the first episode of Part 1. And Part 1, early on, was a lot more uh, raunchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a bit before Lupin kind of became more family-friendly. <laughs> yeah, when they were trying to be more like the Monkey Punch manga. Yeah. Like, whoa. <laughs> she broke the tickle machine. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. He couldn't keep tickling her. Fujiko's just too powerful. It's true. She's just too powerful. And then it became mouths with tongues. Yikes. <laughs> my, 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 my. That was... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Mm. Yeah. I-, I feel like this has been... And I know Caboose might disagree with me. <laughs> but... I feel like this has been a year with quite a few surprising additions to Toonami compared to prior years. But Caboose over here, he's like, I predict everything. You can't. Do. You, you can't. I know what's going to happen. I do. Okay, Nostradamus, uh, what are they going to air next year? Please say Blood Black Cave Battlefront. <laughs> Skrillex at Coachella 2011. And stalking. Oh. <laughs> there are people that uh, still want them to air Panty and Stalking. I'm like, I, Panty and Stalking wasn't that good. They're we all know it's going to be handshakers. Shows it was okay. that people want. Like Sword Art Online. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could um, mention all the sequels. That's low-hanging fruit. <laughs> it is. I mean, that's those are safe bets. Um, but considering I haven't been, you know, in the know of any anime, I haven't. I literally haven't watched any anime outside of Toonami, so I couldn't tell you. He means in, in recent times. Yeah. <laughs> I think this year, I think the only other actually surprising addition for me was probably Genlock. Well, Genlock Gen was, was definitely surprising, but how... Genlock was definitely a surprise, yeah. How is Neverland and Food Wars not surprising in some respect? Okay, I wasn't okay. too surprised uh, about Neverland because like Food Wars, yeah, Food Wars. I can say I was surprised by. I think in terms of Neverland, I was only surprised that they got it so early. Yeah, because like Neverland, it's not traditional action, but it still has enough action elements within it where it kind of was gonna fit the block. I felt. Yeah, I that was my initial <laughs> impression as well, but it's still kind of surprising that they got it, much less as soon as they did. Yeah, like like right after the series ended in Japan, they were just like, hey, it's coming to Tsunami. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> You're dubbing this already? Anaplex is dubbing this already? <laughs> that was a fast turnaround for them. Even faster yeah. than Sword Art. I mean, I wasn't really surprised about this, but I was kind of... Kind of like... Uh surprised slightly about the fact that they announced Demon Slayer so early too like they announced in like July yeah I kind of figured that they would get Demon Slayer especially after they got Promised Neverland because 
the, the one thing that made me think that they were going to get the Promised Neverland was that Anaplex was pushing it big time. They were putting it on as many services as possible. They were giving it lots of attention. So I thought, you know, they're probably going to dub this show and they'll probably put it on Toonami, even if it's not a traditional action show. <clears throat> but then Demon Slayer comes out and it's like, oh yeah, this is happening. Yeah. It's a Shonen Jump series. It's beautifully animated. It's action-packed. It's super popular. It's gonna happen. It's just... It's, and I'm it's, definitely it's happy that... Definitely happy that we finally got a UFOTable show on, on Toonami. So now that now my fake bump sets of Fate Zero and Fate Stay Night won't be the closest things to it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, as as the resident uh, Demon Slayer stand for Tanami Faithful, I'm just happy to see it on the block. Like, I remember back in, like, 2016, where it was kind of just, like, barely surviving in Shonen Jump, but now here we are, like, three years later, and it's doing really well. Yeah, it's, it's doing so well that it actually outsold One Piece this year, which is insane. Yeah, in Japan, it it takes a lot, a lot of sales to overthrow the king. So yeah, good good stuff there. And then yeah, there was I don't Food Wars is just I knew they were aware of it, and I knew a lot of people had asked for it, but at the same time, it's such an oddball pick for Toonami that you just kind of wouldn't think that they would ever pull the trigger. I mean, did you ever expect Pop Team Epic to ever yes, show up? but that yeah. was because oh. of Kim Manning. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, hey, thanks for that tidbit of info. I definitely would not have known about her saying that if I hadn't heard it from you. Um... <clears throat> I mean, if you didn't hear about that, did you? Did you think? No, I, if I had not heard that Kim Manning was aware of the show and liked it, I would not have figured that Toonami would have gotten it. But once I did know that, I was like, yeah, they'll probably get it. And considering <laughs> that they've aired Potty Mavic, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility that. They'll might, they might as well eventually finally pick up Food Wars because it's it's been on like the request you know list mm-hmm. for a lot of times and yeah you know, it was, gonna be a, there was that... eventually it was going to enter on the block yeah yeah there was that whole whenever it did <laughs> who knows I don't know I don't but know. I mean just because it's a very requested now, show doesn't I'm... mean it's necessarily going to happen I mean look at Rave Master. You're... I said Rave Master. I meant Fairy Tale. I mean Rave Master. <laughs> they were there. I would say a show that they haven't aired is gonna be have a higher chance of something that they aired back in the day. That's not necessarily true. <laughs> well, maybe now, but it wasn't a couple of years ago. Not a couple of years ago. Yeah, because they wanted to push the Blu-ray. True. I guess that's why they did it. <laughs> and they wanted to try out rerun, rerunning old shows. but Yeah, you know, this that year... That didn't really pan out that well. It's been an interesting progression because in prior years, they've always been of the playbook of, okay, we'll put reruns or somewhat reruns of shows toward the back of the block and hope that people stick around for those. And that clearly didn't really work. Whereas this year, they've decided to add actual premieres after 3 a.m. and it's kind of been working out for them. So... I don't like like premieres at 3 a.m. That's BS. I I don't like it either. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want premieres after the 3 a.m. Yeah, like, just, I'm still awake ugh. at that time, but I usually don't want to watch TV, like, when I'm half awake. 
Like, look, yeah, it's nice to have five and a half hours of tsunami, but four and a half, four, four would have been fine. Four is plenty. Especially if they're all premieres, and they would be. I don't That's know, why I wrote that article earlier this year. But yeah, there's a clear distinction that even though people won't be that interested in the same old reruns that late at night, if you do play something fresh there, they might actually watch. Plus, there's things like DVR and On Demand, so, you know. It's convenient enough to see those shows if you can't watch them live. But... Yeah, that's kind of the direction that they went in this year because honestly, there were so many times where it seemed like, oh, well, this show's going to end and then they're not going to have a premiere that late anymore. Oh, but they did. <laughs> in fact, they just kept adding. <laughs> Before we knew it, we were having shows premiering at 3 and then 3.30. It's just, what? Rising Gundam, the origin. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they announced Gundam, the origin, and then they were like, well, we can't announce the next show yet. And they were like, well, now we're going to have Food Wars and Gundam, the origin starting the same night, so Gundam, the origin will be at three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> also, we're moving My Hero Academia to 330. What? Huh? <sighs> oh, boy. Hey, now it's in front of you. It's in front yeah. now. Now it's in the front again. It's like My Hero Academia can only be at the front or the back. Nowhere else. <laughs> What's this middle that you speak of? We that can't it, have heroes there. That it briefly resided in. <laughs> Darn it, Dragon Ball. Yeah, I mean. Ah. Uh, uh, Two Dragon Ball shows back to back was mm. <laughs> just made the block feel tedious and harder and to get now, through. Now we have none, and now it feels uh, feels all right. Yeah. <laughs> Not all right. Yeah, I mean, we're good. alive, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Oh, man, uh, the demise of the block minus Dragon Ball was greatly exaggerated. Because <laughs> it seems to be doing just fine. And yeah, nothing's doing as well as Dragon Ball, but kind of the rest of the bar is leveled out, so it... We're not going to talk about ratings, but it's fine. It's doing pretty good, actually. And, you know... For the current level. <clears throat> There's just a... Big gap between... Like the Fox shows and Toonami again. Which, you know, used to be the case before Dragon Ball was doing as well as Family Guy. But now we're just back to that. And <laughs> what can I say? You, you just can't get Family Guy viewers to watch pretty much any other anime but Dragon Ball. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It was probably a mid-2000s nostalgia thing. I mean, everybody knows what Dragon Ball is, so... Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when Adult Swim gets 8pm back at the uh, very end of December this year, I don't have the schedule for that Saturday yet, but I'm guessing Dragon Ball will be back in prime time. Wouldn't be surprising. As far as I know, they've still continued to stream episodes of DBZ Kai as if it was airing. Like, adding one episode every week. I haven't checked on that in a while, but I'm guessing it's probably still the case. That is very strange. It is, isn't it? But, I mean, on the other hand, there's really no reason to speed up adding episodes. And there's also no reason to stop, so... Hmm. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it works. There's nowhere else you can stream DBZ Kai, so it's a good thing. <clears throat> that it's available at all. Yeah. 
it was it was an interesting year. Yeah, we got uh, let's see, JoJo Golden Wind. Yeah, come on, we saw that coming. Demon Slayer. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Doctor Stone. I mean, considering that they were you know prom- you know showing promos off for Crunchyroll. You kind of figured that was going to end up on the block as well. Fire you, Force. You would think with the uh, Crunchyroll partnership that that would yeah. come to play with Dr. Stone. I was honestly more surprised to see them get Fire Force than Dr. Stone. Once they got Fire Force, saw, I was like, oh, I guess they're going to get Dr. Stone. <laughs> I saw Fire Force coming. That one was kind of like, kind of like, oh, yeah, it's the big action show of the summer. You know, they're probably going to get that one. Yeah, considering how heavily Funimation was promoting it back in, like, uh, when it was starting to air, it, it kind of yeah. felt like a given, sort of like Dr. Stone. Oh, for sure. You think maybe. But it's interesting that when they got Fire Force so so soon, oh, after yeah, it started airing yeah. in Japan, and, I mean, at one point, it's not quite there anymore, but at one point it was actually just one week behind Funimation. Which is pretty impressive, but yep. now nah, it's, it's a couple of weeks. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I was more I was actually legit surprised that they got part five of Lupin. I kind of wasn't. I figured that they would get it just because they're creatures of habit. Even though Perhaps. allegedly part four didn't do that well. I mean. People I mean, can think yeah. that, but I mean, why would they rerun it in that case? <laughs> Must have done well enough for their liking. Yeah, I feel like TMS sure. USA is also pushing Lupin very hard in the US right now. Oh, definitely. So, like, they probably were bugging uh, Tanami to just, like, pick it up. That's, I mean, hey, I think it worked out fine. I liked it. Guys, what if TMS really pushes case closed? <laughs> I mean, hey, I, I'd be down for that. Case Closed works really well in a once a week airing, because it's episodic, mainly. But yeah, they they are actually doing new dubs of Detective Conan. They just dubbed a recent special, which is kind of a retelling of the first episode. Yeah, it's episode one, which is like a remake of the first episode, and then another episode, like, way later, that's a prequel to that episode. And then, uh... I forget what the other one's called, like Crimson Love Letter, which is about like Heiji Hattori or Harley Hartwell in the mm-hmm. Case Closed Sub. Both of them are really good. Hmm. Maybe they should like play that as a special or something. Seems like something that maybe they could get from TMS, seeing as they got that loop on OVA, which was probably a matter of TMS being like, here, please play this. <laughs> I was Thank actually, you. yeah, I was definitely quite surprised that they, they, got that certainly solved their problems for having uh, nothing to air in oh, that slot oh yeah week. <laughs> oh yeah I mean hey and the forge off with a nice little uh, yeah treat that was nice no Naruto yeah for three weeks <laughs> I, I was teasing somebody on Reddit the other day and was like, what if Naruto doesn't come back in January? <laughs> eh, it's probably not going to happen. I'm sure that it's... Um, though Naruto started in January of 2014, Naruto Shippuden ended, um, I'm sure that their contract is like every 52 episodes. And because of, you know, marathons and such, it's definitely not at the cutoff yet. Whereas Boruto was. Boruto ran 52 episodes before they took it off. <clears throat> Speaking of Boruto, would not be surprised for that to pop up again in January, frankly. But they'll probably wait a little longer on that. May have to, depending on what's going on with that show. And Viz dubbing it. <clears throat> I also expect... Megalobox to return. Yes. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not in 2020. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, depending I, on when it airs. Depending in Japan. on. Yeah. 
I don't think it'll be 2020 because at Anime NYC, Moriyama said that it's they're hoping for like mid 2020, but it'll probably might get pushed back to even 2021. So like Viz is not going to dub it right away anyways. So I don't I'm not expecting to like late 2021 if it comes to the lock. Yeah, probably. And Mob Psycho. Uh, that'll probably. Still I wouldn't be that. surprised if that replaces One Punch Man. In fact, I almost count on it. <clears throat> because replace one one show with another. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> I mean, that, that would put it in line with being roughly a year after it streamed. So, that should be fine. For contractual reasons, or what have you. You know, it's been kind of interesting. I've, I've noticed that aside from, um, yeah, the uh, Hulu's been putting up dubs of Funimation simulcast, sim, simul dubs, way faster than they used to, like six to nine months as opposed to a year or longer. So, like, they already have the Fruits Basket dub up. They have, uh,. Some other shows from the summer season available dubbed. So they obviously are, uh, you know, doing more with their relationship with Hulu, which makes having Fire Force on Toonami all the more interesting because if Hulu really has first say on whatever Funimation has, does that mean they didn't want Fire Force? Or. Was Funimation really pushing Fire Force for TV? I don't know. It's... Or maybe There's somebody else. <laughs> it's just kind of curious how that's working out. But, yeah. Whatever. <clears throat> and Fire Force coming to Blu ray in March. If you haven't. No. Uh, I mean, hopefully you've been watching on Toonami if you like it. <laughs> but soon you'll be able to own it. Relatively quickly. Less than a year, that's a good turnaround. <clears throat> yeah, what was the other things this year? Um, yeah, I'd say that probably covers the most interesting things that the schedule had and did but it uh it certainly was a year with some interesting developments and i i think 2020 will be a year with quite a few interesting developments because they got a lot of shows that are ending and there's I can't really think of any really obvious picks of, like, the winter season that could air. I don't know. What, what do you guys think? I mean, I have no idea what's coming out in, in 2020. I mean, Jujutsu Kaisen, I think, is the obvious one that'll come okay. to the uh, <laughs> when, when does that show air in Japan? No one knows yet, but it's 2020 and it's Shonen Jump, so. And there's supposed to be another season of The Promised Neverland, but it's not yeah. winter. Yeah. So, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And of course, Sword Fart is still going right now. Yeah, and the question is, will they put Sword Art on when they only have 12 episodes to air, or will they wait until all 24 have aired? Because it's taking a break in Japan. Could go either way. I think they'll probably wait. It's not like they have a rush. When's No Guns Life, though? Oh, I, I would love that. That would be cool. I feel like at this point, they kind of have to dig into prior seasons because there's not a lot of like really obvious choices of shows that are about to come out so 
hopefully we see some good stuff from prior seasons and oh, give me Konosuba already. <laughs> I I'd be for it. Why not? I want it so bad. Bloodlock Battlefront waiting room. Yes. I mean, Absolutely. if we want a weirder choice, like Osamatsu-san. You know, what has oh, happened with that? So I had got some interesting information when I was interviewing voice actors at Anime NYC about it. Oh. So they've been recording the episode still, but oh. they've been coming in like only every like three months. That's, so uh, I think like the hmm. writing process for for the scripts has just been going very slowly. But it I is would still believe that. <laughs> I would believe that the writing process would be very long. Ooh, I wonder who's writing it. Maybe poor no, Alex Von David. Oh <laughs> I would not envy him on that. It'd be dope if Sentai threw a curveball gave us Made in Abyss. Ooh, I would good. love that. That's a fantastic show. Wonderful visuals. Fantastic music. Oh, man, it's so good. Still waiting on Ushio and Torrid, damn it. That could happen. I mean, Food War is dead. There's definitely a lot less demand for it, but... Um, let's, let's get the petitions going. <laughs> Yeah, give us that. Some more shonen fodder. <laughs> give us Princess Principal. Wait yeah, there's a, a lot of Sentai shows that could potentially work. Just watch Haikyuu show up on the block. I would not I'd actually be surprised. <laughs> give us Nichijo. I want Nichijo. It's not a Sentai show, but damn it, I just want Nichijo. I mean, I would not be opposed to that either. Nichijo is amazing. Could work for an oddball pick. Sure. I mean, at this point, it's like Smash Brothers character roster. There are no rules. <laughs> Everyone is here. <laughs> you thought Dragon there was a rule, Ball. but there isn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball overstayed its stay. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Until they make a new one. Then mm-hmm. you know you know darn well it's gonna. Oh yeah. <sighs> right back there. Yeah, I mean Kichiro's in its final arc in Japan, so it could be coming back after that. Definitely a possibility. I all I've heard is rumors that there's something, something happening. Another, another season somehow, some way, sometime. But, Someplace. Yeah. To- Toei's been very <laughs> adamant that there's nothing happening, guys. We swear. <laughs> You're so bad at lying, Toei. Stop trying. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> as we know, the truth can change. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it wasn't the truth at some point. <clears throat> that shield hero never makes it on the block oh god please no <laughs> yeah I don't think they're gonna get that probably wanna avoid any controversy <laughs> but you know what they did try to get Yuri on ice yeah dang yeah. try again <laughs> yes please <laughs> give it another shot wouldn't be surprised if they also tried to get something like uh oh what was that show with the frogs oh sarazamai yeah sarazamai seems just quirky enough that they might go for it that would have been uh interesting yes definitely interesting and that sure was a show I'm still sad they couldn't get the agent Magus's bride. Yeah. I'm still wondering if Jason actually meant that or if he was mixing it up with something. 
but I wouldn't be terribly surprised if they were trying to get it at some point. And try again, dog on it. <laughs> I wonder if they tried to get Star Blazers twenty one ninety nine again. The, the rights issue probably is still fucked in ass. So, um... well, I think when they tried before is before Funimation got involved with the license. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know about the broadcast rights. So, I'm, I'm, I think mm. that probably might be a whole another web of bullshit on top of that. So, I mean, yeah, I, that, that's that's a possibility for sure. I would say that has a, a good chance it being the uh, Lupin slash Gundam E show of 2020. Especially since there's going to be more. Yeah, I'm mean, making a season three. Keep trying, please. Then again, I feel like it's often that people are like, oh, this show will probably come to Toonami now that there's going to be more episodes. And then it doesn't happen. <laughs> Almost as if that's not really a factor. <laughs> if they really want a show, they'll try to get it. It and shall they, be seized. And if they can't get it, they may never be able to get it. It's, yeah, business is complicated. Oh, yeah, give me Konosuba. <laughs> Konosuba season two waiting room. Season 2 dub, I mean. Yeah. Give it to me. Give it to me. I hope that they surprise us in 2020. And I think they have a strong possibility of being able to do it. Not I just a whole can't lot wait to of, uh, Definite things. Yeah, but it sounds like Uzumaki probably won't even air next year. Mm. They really take their time on these originals. <laughs> that and blade runner is definitely not blade runners might not even air in 2021 yeah i mean it's like that's solid digital arts and then kamiyama and anarmaki and since they're working on ghost in the shell next year it probably isn't going to even start like full production until like after that yeah yeah maybe not the best timing on all of that <laughs> but yeah We'll get it eventually. That's all that matters. I look forward to the infinite possibilities. And I think that's a podcast. Unless yeah, anybody else has uh, more to add. No? Alright. I mean, what, what would there be... What, 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 what would there be? Tommy's gonna air hentai in twenty twenty. <laughs> well, okay. So we know that HBO Max is getting uh Genlock season two. That probably are the reason why it exists or will exist. But I would not rule it out for airing on Toonami at some point. Oh no. Way later. <laughs> yeah, maybe not in twenty twenty. Who knows? Depends on when it shows but, up. Whatever. I I don't care. <laughs> we need giant robot shows, man. We do. We do. And watch Symbionic Titan on Netflix. There when it airs, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Darn, I want HBO Max to already be a thing so I can watch close enough. Please, yes. I, I need it. I, been, I just need it. It's been a wait. <laughs> so everybody's posting their, like, at the beginning of uh, the decade, at the end of the decade images, right? So I just posted an image of an early Mordecai. It says, at the beginning of the decade, and then I don't put it at the end of the decade image. <laughs> <laughs> because well yeah <laughs> it's not there's no more <laughs> it's not there anymore <clears throat> I thought it was funny 
Okay, you can email us at podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash tsunamifaithfulpodcast and on Twitter at tsunamipodcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, Spotify, and now the radio.com app. And you can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash tsunamifaithfulpodcast. You can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiFaithful.com. We're going to have a uh, end-of-the-decade piece coming up pretty soon that you should all be very excited to read. It is a very collaborative effort in which we got as many of the writers and even non-writers of Toonami Faithful that we could get to participate. It's going to be fun. Good times. And if you like what we do and want to help us out, you can become one of our Patreons at patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful. You can get the Toonami Faithful Pass at the $5 level or the Podcast Pass at the $3 level. Read about those details at patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful. We recently changed that so it's not Toonami Faithful Podcast anymore. I don't know why Paul changed it, but okay. (laughs) All right, Caboose, tell them where they can find you. They can find me at uh, Caboose Jr. on YouTube and Twitter. All right. Alien, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Alien Renegade. You can also check out Alien Renegade videos for my video edits, or you can check out Amprin on SoundCloud for my music, which I will be making more of next year, hopefully. Looking forward to it. And Vlord, where can they find you? Way too many places. Um, you can find me on Twitter at VlordGTZ. And then you can find my more manga-focused reviews over on all-comic.com, as well as my more Tanami-focused stuff over on TanamiFaithful.com. Aside from that, I also host the Demon Slayer podcast. Um, we're on basically all the main like podcast reading platforms and that's on Twitter at D Slayer podcast. So also follow that. Yeah. And if you haven't been listening to the demon slayer podcast and you have been keeping up with demon slayer on Toonami, what are you doing? <laughs> listen, listen to the podcast. Please, please listen to the podcast. You can find my regular co-host Paul Pascrillo at Paul Pascrillo on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And that does it for probably the last podcast of the year. So thank you for listening each and every week that we have a podcast out. We very much appreciate your listenership this year, next year, and every year. So uh, have a happy holiday and a happy new year. From the Toonami Faithful Podcast. And with that, we're punching out.